The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And join me today on the panel are Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hey, Father Andrew. Hello there. And Joanne Mercier. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Dom. Uh, before we get into today's show, I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. And it's not really a show, but an experience, a prayer experience called PlayStation Portable. It is the Divine Office or Liturgy of the Hours of the Catholic Church, and you can pray along every day, several times a day, with PlayStation Portable, one of the oldest podcasts out there, by the way. It's over 17, 18 years old now at this point, so it's been been around for a long time, and you can find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash PSP or PlayStation Portable. All right, it is Apple Fanboy Christmas. <laughs> Yay! This is our annual uh, look at Apple's announcements for its September iPhone, etc. announcements. And uh, I want to get right into it just so we can talk about it. But before we talk about the specific uh, things that they announced, I wanted to talk a little bit about the announcement itself. It felt like they didn't have a lot to announce. They mm-hmm. they announced the new iPhones, new Apple Watches, and yeah. some environmental stuff. And there felt like a lot of padding to me. What did you think? <laughs> did you feel like they were stretching for time, stretching time a little bit? I I thought it was comical how they had the whole like um drama Mother with Mother Nature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Saturday Night Live skit. It just went on like way past the joke part. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, and it totally just felt like just filling time. And and they always kind of, I started to kind of like skip ahead, like in 30-second yeah. chunks sometimes, because they often, I mean, say the, the buzzwords, you know, it makes the iPhone even better. It makes, you know, this is better than we've done before. This is a, and like, I just kind of wanted to get into the, <laughs> right, right. We're going to make your life so much better. And they say that every time. So I always try to just like skip to the meat of it. But yeah, yeah, I felt I felt it was uh, lacking some of their uh, normal massive announcements. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Joanne? They had to come up with something that would um, equal the Craig Federighi bad dad jokes. <laughs> yes, the bad dad <laughs> okay, <laughs> you had to come up with something. Octavia Spencer is wonderful. She was really good. She was yeah. a she was a great mother nature. Um, but yeah, it, it was like, okay, can we move a bit? But they did say up front, we're going to talk about Apple Watch. We're going to talk about the iPhone. Okay. Yeah. No we're not talking about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and um, we can get into the the environmental announcements things, but I, I'm not opposed to them talking about it. That's a, that's an important issue, but you know, it just sure. felt like it was padded out a bit. Um, 
uh, but there were some good jokes in it. The, the the guy with the leather jacket, you know, the and you Marlon Brando. That was pretty funny too. But um, it was it it did feel a little padded. Okay, let's all that aside. Let's get into the announcements themselves. So of course, no surprise, we have a new Apple Watch Series Nine and an uh, Apple Watch Ultra Two. So they've upgraded the Ultra for the first time. Uh, they you know it was introduced last year. Yeah, let's. Uh, I, there was something else that came up before, but I'll, I'll come back to it. Um, the they talked about early on in the beginning how the Apple Watch and the iPhone save lives. They had this video, which was actually very, you know, um, effective, that, where it showed the you know these various people using the devices. Then you find out all of these people are real people whose lives have been saved by either their watch or their phone over the past, some past period of time, and how in showing them having a birthday party and how these people would not have had this birthday, had they not been given a new chance at life by their devices catching, whether it's an illness or a car accident or something, pretty wild to see. Uh, I have to have to admit, it was it was pretty effective. Yeah, I was wondering where they were going with everything, and then when you start, they start putting the thread together. It was like, ooh, yeah, they're really pulling at heartstrings on this one. But you know, as somebody who wears a watch for that reason. You know, I wear mm-hmm. it because of the features that it has at the advanced age that I'm getting to, <laughs> um, you know, and, and my husband the other day who has been opposed to Apple Watch has said, everybody I know has an Apple Watch on the mm-hmm. golf course. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe you should think about it because <laughs> right. only because when you're out on the golf course, lots of things can happen and you're not near anybody. I drive a lot. So that's why I have it. So mm-hmm. it's good to have these things built into something that is also possible, uh, popular, something that is also, you know, ultra chic, or you want to be in the in crowd by having one. Mm. But if it can save your life, fine with me. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it makes the wearable technology not just something that's cool or convenient, mm. but it makes it, I mean, yeah, if, if you can, if, if grandma's life can be saved because the Apple Watch detected, you know, her fall and calls 911. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 more than just a convenience or more than just a cool new techie thing. It's right. it's instrumental in, in saving lives. And I mean, and especially, um, you know, I think they're they're pushing this and I think it's great. The the SOS, uh, you know, satellite connectivity stuff, mm-hmm. um, even with the new the new um, roadside assistance SOS stuff. I think I think all of that is, is phenomenal because yeah. it's 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 again, it's it's about. It's it's affecting people people's lives, not just what's fun or cool or or you know the new the new tech thing, right? It, and that's the thing is if some people criticize Apple for pushing this and every announcement, but but I'm thinking if I'm a giant multi billion dollar company whose success depends on people buying overpriced gadgets, it, let's face it, they are very expensive gadgets every you know year or whatever. I am going to press the fact that. These gadgets also save lives, that these are not just mere um, uh, conveniences. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they are in, in some ways, but they are also saving lives out there. They're, they are doing good by by having them that, you know, we often talk about the problems that smartphones and other gadgets can cause to our attention, our time and, in you know, having been this present. But there's an upside to a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And one of the upsides is it's 
it's literally saving lives. And I love mm-hmm. the one with the uh, the mom and the baby. It saved the unborn child and the mother uh, by catching the the high blood pressure, I think it was, or the rapid heartbeat. I forget exactly what it was. But it was, you know, like, wow, like this is really affecting, you know, to, to see the, these real people. Uh, so mm-hmm. really cool. So the the new Apple Watch Series 9 has a new chip, which, you know, that's to be expected, an S9 <laughs> chip. And I was watching as they're talking about it. They always go into like the neural engine stuff and all this. It doesn't really mean much to me on the, on the mm-hmm. you know, on the user perspective. It's interesting. But one of the things that made me think about this is like these watches that we wear now are as powerful as some smartphones that are for sale and more powerful than computers that were being sold like as laptops a decade ago. Like mm-hmm. these watches are so like we just taken for granted that just a watch. There's so much power in them that we just can't. They, we're probably hardly tapping the the potential for it uh, at this point. Um, so it's really amazing. And one of the things they're doing with it is, but the more powerful chip, they're putting Siri on the device on the on the watch. All three of us have wa- Apple watches, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever run into the problem of trying to use Siri on your watch and it getting going? Oh, wait a minute trying to connect to the server you know oh it's frustrating like why do i even bother uh so but having it on the device hopefully will change things i don't i don't know if this is a because i'm a millennial but i don't actually like to use siri (laughs) and in fact i don't i don't use voice recognition stuff at all but it's but it's funny my dad uses it all the time yeah and 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 even siri to a point but like voice dictation and stuff i I don't even I, I think I think what I use Siri for is if I'm out for a walk and I'll just say, hey, Siri, skip to the next song. And yeah. like, <laughs> but that's the only thing that I do. I don't actually use my watch for it. So I that I what what I thought was cool about it was how it connected to your to your health and how yep. with Siri on your phone, instead of connecting to the cloud, they can Siri can then access your health data that's local to your phone and, you know, and it doesn't have to, to go to the cloud at all. So I thought that was cool, but still it's. I'm yeah. not using that. So I don't know if that's because I'm a millennial or, or what, but I don't dictate like I don't I, I just can't. Uh, my brain doesn't work where I can dictate like writing, like long form writing. But mm-hmm. I use it for timers all the time, constantly, especially sure. when I'm cooking because it's easier Cook, when yeah. my hands are full or dirty. Um, I know people my age. Who use it for calls, all their calls. Hey, hey, lady call so-and-so hey lady call so like they just, they never look up a, a number um that's not something i ever do occasionally yeah. i'll have a call my wife melanie but but almost never do like i don't do it like to that degree so yeah i think i, I and i also use it to control smart home stuff uh, lights and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i'm just setting scenes and stuff i have a uh, a, a smart home scene called lockdown when we leave the house that sets the alarm to away, turns off lights, does the whole thing. But, you know, it's really cool to say set lockdown, you know, <laughs> kind of like secret agent guy. Uh, but Joy, do you use Siri much? Um, my husband, my husband likes to say I have the Dick Tracy watch. <laughs> so he's a, so people of a certain age understand that as well. Um, Siri is my, um, my uh, alarm alarm stuff she's my uh home stuff she's my um you know set a timer stuff and i do dictate 
because I have big fingers for a small phone. Yeah. And but you still have to look because certain words she will misspell or certain name proper names. Yeah. If it sounds like another proper name, you get that proper name instead. And it's like, uh, that wasn't who I was talking about. <laughs> she can come on when I don't want her to come on. That's which is the not thing. yeah. Yeah. And both the watch and the phone. And in my house, we have a we have about a 2,000 square foot house upstairs, downstairs. My husband's voice is so loud. He, and he, did, the, he did this with the A-Lady, too. He will set off other ones instead of the one he wants downstairs in the kitchen. This happens and to he's us, like, too. Yeah. Yeah, I had to turn off the iPad one. I had to turn I, – I he wanted me to turn off my watch. I said, absolutely not. I can't do that. <laughs> but he'll start – and then I hear ringing all over the house. <laughs> so I wish they would narrow that. I don't know if that could be solved by him learning, you know, having Siri learn his his voice. It's supposed Will to that change. It's supposed to like your device hears your voice and you, it shouldn't activate other ones. But also with like HomePods, it's supposed to take the one the, like the closest one. It's supposed to like they know based on how loud you are, but the microphone which one is probably the closest one? They, they, it's supposed to know that. So it's weird that it's not doing that. But it does it in my house, too. I have several HomePods um, that are within loud child's range. <laughs> and uh, they constantly oh. use them to set timers because they have a limited amount of screen time they get. And so they're supposed to set a timer when they start. And, like, they're setting, they're setting the one in my office instead of the one in, <laughs> in the living room. It's like, don't yell so loud. So, right. Um, I'm getting the one in the bedroom all the time going off. <laughs> right. So another new feature of the new watch watches is the new UWB chip. This is actually also in the new phones. Uh, so the the ultra wideband chip, this is the one that does the find my thing, the, the smart finding. Uh, they will allow now you can do in the new watch and phone, you can use your watch to do precision finding of your phone or another phone to find precision, precision finding of your, of, 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 of your phone or of your friends in find my. So in the past it was there, you know, it's here in this range. And it's like, yeah, I know mm -hmm. it's in my house somewhere. I need a little more help. And so you had to <laughs> kind of follow the, the dinging. Uh, whereas with air tags, you were able to follow the arrow. It would point you to it and you just walk closer and closer. So now that will work with phones and uh, and uh, presumably future iPads and stuff like that. They didn't announce new air tags with the new chip. My guess is those must be coming like they because, you know, they're going to need to upgrade those as well because they've made them more precise. One of my complaints about air tags has been how often like, you know, show me where my Kindle is because I have an air tag attached to it. And it's like, oh, we can't really find it right now. I'm like, I turn around and it's literally right there. Like, it's I, I didn't need you. I could have just looked around, you know, and found it. But it's like literally right there. And so th that's supposed to get better with the uh, new chip. So that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I know plenty of people that, that use the find my phone thing quite often. <laughs> yes, that's my wife but <laughs> and my kids. <laughs> and me. Yeah. And the dinging, the dinging can work really well in, unless the phone is under the couch and then it's like the... The, the noise is bouncing off the wall, so it sounds like it's coming from the office. Uh, 
Uh, my mom, my mom just we we did that when I was home back in August. So oh, th- this is yeah, I, I think it's a great great it's like idea. Trying to find the smoke detector with the dying battery. Like which one is it? <laughs> right. Oh, I just did that the other night. Please, <laughs> it's always in the middle of the night too, right? <laughs> no, we caught it before it started pinging at nine o'clock. Oh, good, good. So the other thing, like I mentioned, was is it, it'll do also with Find My Friend. So if you have a Find My Friend, like like I have with my wife and my kids. We're out somewhere. Farmer's Market was the one that they showed or, you know, at a museum or something like, where is Melanie? I wish I had this when I was a kid with my mom at Filene's, you know, because I'd just be running around trying to find, trying to see see my mom's head above the the racks. This way you (laughs) could just, you know, it points and goes, she's 25 feet that way and just go that way. Uh, So that's going to be nice. Uh, But again, only the new watches and the new phones and presumably what comes after. Uh, the big feature, I think, is this new double tap thing. And uh, so what you'll do is you'll tap your forefinger and your thumb together to do whatever the primary thing of uh, is going on right now. So if you're getting a call on your watch, you double tap those together, it answers the call. If you've got a timer, it stops the timer. Whatever, you know, if you're in uh, the music app, it'll pause or play. So uh, really interesting feature. Um there is a similar accessibility feature now doesn't work exactly the same, but we can get into how that works. But what do you think of this double tap thing? I I think it seems intuitive to me, Yeah, you know, and, 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 and I didn't, when they first announced it, I kind of thought why? And then, and then he went on to, you know, say, well, if you're holding a cup of coffee or groceries and then I was like, Oh yeah, that, okay. We, <laughs> that happens all the time when I'm like, if your phone buzzes or something and you, yep. you do have something in your other hand, it makes perfect sense to, to be able to, to hit, hit a button without, with just tapping your fingers. Yeah, totally agree. And Dom and I were talking about this earlier about, you know, you're cooking and all of a sudden you have to hit your, hit the phone with you know the watch with your nose because you have no other no other way to do it or eating chicken sometimes <laughs> eating, chicken yeah. that'll your hands are dirty yep yeah yep uh-huh. yep, yep. In <laughs> totally fact, i think I've, I've used my nose on occasion too <laughs> has anyone with an apple watch not use their nose to do something on their watch at one point or another come on we can all be honest yes. now <laughs> you can approximate this on older watches uh if you go into the watch app on your phone go to accessibility go to assistive touch and then hand gestures, turn on hand gestures there. And then you have uh, functions for pinch, double pinch, clench and double clench. Uh, And so what you do is, is you, when you lift your watch up, you'll see a blue uh, uh, outline around the screen that says it's ready. And then you'll double clench your fist and that activates it. And so then for this session, while your arm is raised and the screen is lit, every you know, any time you do the gesture, it activates whatever the gesture is connected to. So you can have it do various things. It's not exactly the same. So, like for example, you can get like you can say, have it do tap, or have it press the crown, or have it turn up or turn down the crown, or whatever it is. You can set them to various things, forwards and backwards. So there's even an action menu you, you can bring up that will you can do various things with it but um and then as soon as you, the screen dims again you have to reactivate it with the double clench so it's not exactly the same thing as the new feature not not as convenient but it 
it's got a lot of the same convenience and I'm, I'm going to see, I want to see how well it, you know, it, it, for example, does the timer thing, which is a probably the number one thing I want to use that, that gesture for, but um, mm-hmm. we'll see. I started playing with it this morning and um, my husband called. Now I just have it activated. I didn't, do anything. All I did was raise my arm and the call right on the screen, it said double pinch to answer. And I was huh. like, and now, now I am running set. The, I am running the beta. Okay. Oh. I don't know if, the, I don't know if there's, yeah, I am running the beta. So I'm wondering if when we, you know, when the beta is no longer the beta, will we be able to do that? Cause, and I was on the phone with them and then I raised my arm and it said, you know, double pinch to close to end. And I was like, okay. This, and you're this, on a this, series this eight. I'm on an eight. Yes. I wonder if this doubles pinch is just for the new uh, watches or will it will in the next iOS be available to more watch watches. They said it had something to do with the architecture, the newer architecture the, in yeah, that watch. Yeah, the gyroscope and the... So it may be native to that watch, but we might be able to reproduce it yeah. by using accessibility in, maybe, in the, yeah. watch, the new watch bit. Maybe watch. the new accessibility in the new operating system yeah. is a little easier to work than the one that mm-hmm. I'm running. Because, again, I'm I'm running the beta on my phone, but not on my watch because I'm not as... Um, I'm a little more risk averse on my watch than you are, Julian. <laughs> hey, look, I, I I bought the watch last year. I wasn't. I'm not getting another watch this year. Yeah. But if I can replicate it easily enough so that it becomes something that I can use, yeah. then I'm all for it. So uh, the other new features of the watch, it's got a, there's a new rose color, which is a kind of pinkish color. Um, they've gotten rid of leather across the board for all things, cases, wristbands. They have this new fine woven um, material that they, they're presenting. It's an artificial material, uh, brighter display. Uh, the brightest display we've ever made, which is the usual thing. Uh, the <laughs> price is again. Look, yeah. Until next year. Until next year. The, the price for the, Series nine, I think it's the same. Three ninety nine was that not the uh, same price last year? So that hasn't changed. Uh, there is an Apple. Uh, there's an Ultra two. The same improvements as the Series nine, the, U- the new UWB chip, um, precision finding for iPhone. They have a new modular Ultra display. I love the jam packed watch faces that give me like as many complications as you can fit. So that that looks awesome to me. Um, but it seems like that's about it. It's just a minor upgrade. Uh, it does look, it looks to me like it's about $50 more. The, the ultra two, it's, I think it says seven ninety nine. I thought it was seven forty nine last year. Uh, but they don't no, I thought say. it was seven nine. I, I thought it was seven ninety nine last okay. year. Okay. Cause I thought it was cheap for, for an ultra. Mm-hmm. I figured they'd go closer to a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of regret not getting an ultra last year when I got my new watch. I mean, it's a lot of money and that's, it was hard mm-hmm. to, to spend all that money, but um, what do they say? You know, uh, regret once with the, when you buy it or regret many times when you don't buy it, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> uh, but the, the battery life on that ultra, like 36 hour battery life is I camp a lot in being away from mm. you know, charging a watch on the go is super pain. It's not like a phone. Phone is actually relatively easy, but the watch trickle charges and very few battery packs do trickle charge. And so it's a huge pain. 
And I'll tell you from a female perspective, it's too big. I yeah. mean, I wear my sure. watch 99.2% of the time. It's the only time I ever go back to a regular watch, it has to be an ultra special occasion where I'm really dressed up. Yeah. Other than that, this is the watch I wear. So if I'm going to wear some honking big veneer, I, I don't even wear the 45 millimeter. Yeah. You know, it's just too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard other women say they'd love an ultra, but they're just too big for them. So let's talk about the phones, the iPhone 15 first. Uh, so they brought the dynamic island from the Pro and the 14 oh. Pro. Now it's on the across the range, which is not unexpected. Uh, they brought the same chip that was in the Pro last year to the regular this year. When um, I think that's going to be the thing going forward. The Pro will get the new chip. The regular will get last year's Pro chip. That's just going to be the differentiator. It's still aluminum. Um, they have this new glass-infused back, whatever the <laughs> that is. Pink, yellow, green, blue, and black. Because pros don't want colors, apparently. <laughs> they want bland... <laughs> shades of gray and white (laughs) the camera is uh, 48 megapixel to make 24 megapixel images which looks really great it's got a 2x Mm -hmm. optical zoom um which is about the same uh the uh i like this new thing where you can it you can switch between if it, it, it it automatically captures the portrait detail so you can change the focus in an image if you want something in the background to be in focus instead of that's always been possible ever since they started doing portrait uh, photography but you had to use third-party apps to do it and they were powerful but non-intuitive and this is a much more intuitive interface so it's really great and it's in the app itself so i really like the the addition of that um that's got the new uwb chip um they have this new voice isolation feature to filter out background noise when you're in a loud place, which I, I love that um, because my house is a loud place. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the emergency SOS and roadside assistance via satellite. Oh. I like this. And uh, the switch to USB-C for charging. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the 15? Uh, apart from the Pro, we'll get to the Pro in a minute. But what do you think of the 15? And, uh, and again, it still comes in two sizes. I... I... <sighs> Number one, I don't like the colors. Yeah. So if I were to get one, it would be black, which that's what it leaves me to at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big um, camera person, believe it or not, even though I do a lot with it. I, I I have a pro now, and I don't think I use it to the capabilities. Right. So the 15 coming in with Dynamic Island for me is like, that's more what I'm looking for. Yeah. is to have that feature so that I can put things there and it'll do things there and make mm. life a little bit easier. Um, but I keep, you know, and we'll talk about it when we get to the pro, but I keep getting drawn to the pro for other reasons. So right. especially the blue color. <laughs> yeah, I, I would sort of agree. This is kind of just a pretty standard, you know, new chip. Everything's a little bit faster, a little bit, you know, better, but um, dynamic Island. I could talk forever about it. Cause I've, mm-hmm. I've got a 15 pro or a 15 pro. I've got a 14 pro. So I, I was able to, to get dynamic Island. Um, and that's, that's definitely a really cool feature that I'm glad is finally coming to the, to the non pro mm-hmm. versions. Um, and then, and then it'll be nice too. Um, I mean, just in general, not enough for me to, to want to get one, but the, the USB C, 
uh, charging station or charging port, you know, just universalizes it. I know it was sort of because Europe is forcing a kind of a standardized uh, port, but you know, it, <laughs> there's other things that I use USB-C for. So it's nice to have just one instead of needing a lightning cable for this and a USB-C mm-hmm. for that. And, you know, now they're all interchangeable. I, I mostly MagSafe charge my phone, but in mm-hmm. one of my cars, I have to use a cable to, ch- to keep my phone charged. And when I'm camping, I charge via cable, uh, but it's just an, another cable. And frankly, I've got an iPad that's USB-C. I've got a laptop, you know, a mm-hmm. MacBook that's USB-C. Apple's been going in this direction. That's just the, I think the EU forced their hand, maybe make them mm-hmm. jump a little earlier than they wanted. Um, they've, they have a new AirPods Pro case. It's the same yep. AirPods Pro, but it has USB-C. Although I don't think I've plugged a lightning cable into, <laughs> into my AirPods case uh, yet. Anyway, I always do the, the wireless charging. So I think it's great. Uh, the USB-C. Um, I don't, I, I agree. I don't like the colors. I don't like the pastel colors. So for me, it would be white or black. And um, the, I like the, this new roadside assistance thing. As soon as they announced it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, Apple is Sherlock AAA. And then it turns out, no, it's with AAA. So mm-hmm. really great. You get two years free roads emergency roadside assistance with it when you buy the phone which is kind of awesome that's that's not a cheap uh thing to get from AAA. let me tell you um although i wonder if it covers the toe and all that other stuff that's that's sometimes extra it probably doesn't yeah it might just be the service of connecting you to people which yeah you know living in wyoming that's that's a that's a key thing when you're oh, in the mountains yeah. and you have you have no cell service and you need assistance so right Right. Being, yeah, that's the thing is people who live more remotely. Father Corey has talked about this too, as the one thing that trying to draw some a little bit to, to the iPhone and hoping that Google will provide this with the pixels is cause he's in Montana is he's often in remote places. And like when you're in Wyoming father, you know, but even around yep. here, I've been in places where I don't have so, this. I go, like I said, I go camping. I've been in camping with, with my scouts in places where I don't have cell service and having this emergency connection is some peace of mind uh, and i love the roadside assistance bit because fewer people are out climbing a mountain getting lost than there are people breaking down on the side of the road at night somewhere remote let's be clear mm-hmm. i like that my my husband and i've had AAA for years so when i saw that i was like yes thank you i don't know how <laughs> to turn it into a plus right now as far because we do pay for triple and family AAA. so mm-hmm. excuse me i'd like to see how that works out right and then in the end, it's uh, the same price as last year, the phone. So they didn't raise the price mm-hmm. on the on these phones either, seven ninety nine and eight ninety nine to start uh, for the two sizes, the smaller and the larger. That brings us to the Pro, which they now have switched to a titanium enclosure with an aluminum interior structure. Uh, titanium makes it lighter. Uh, they uh, have also uh, made thinner bezels around the edges, which makes the phone they they decided rather make the screen larger they've made the phone smaller just slightly you know a couple millimeters um but i thought that was an interesting choice and then uh they come in black blue white and natural titanium so black a different kind of black (laughs) white and gray (laughs) (laughs) but the natural sort of looks kind of brownish yeah though so that would appeal to some people because i don't think we've ever had a brown yeah i mean it's that's it's that 
titanium brownish grayish silver like almost like a pewter it's not as dark as some titanium things can be it's lighter it's a light titanium but yet it has those earthier uh tones to it Mm. i'm no designer Mm -hmm. what do i know i it's <laughs> like this like the, I know the primary colors, you know, I don't shades of colors. I, I just don't see those. Um they have the new action button, which is the action button on the 15? I forgot whether they said that. No, uh no, it's no. just for the pro. Uh this is something they brought over from the Ultra, which is it replaces the mute switch that um you, you know that that has been there forever. And so now mm-hmm. it's a solid state button that you can have it by default it does the ring you know the silent thing but you can have reprogram it to do a whole bunch of things including run a shortcut which makes it possible to do almost anything mm-hmm. with a touch of a button and uh, i i've seen like uh, rosemary orchard is a podcaster who is uh, the automators podcast she has a shortcut that it has all these if statements in it so that if I'm here, then do this. And if I'm here, then I do that. And if you see this Wi-Fi network, do this. And so that she just, if she's, you know, going to the gym to work out, she presses the button and knows she's at the gym and sets up her fitness mode. And then, but if she's at work, it does a whole other thing just by pressing the button. I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. But um, what do you think? Smart. Of, <laughs> she's, she's a programmer. She's very she knows how to smart. Do this stuff. Yeah. I I love the whole idea of it because I mean really it opens the door to to whatever you want it to be and I can't remember the last time that I actually switched that button or the, the mute to on or off yeah. you know uh... <laughs> Joanne <laughs> maybe she uses it more but I never well, use it so like to turn it into a button that I could mm-hmm. use is a great idea because mm-hmm. I don't use the switch Yep. Well, if I can get to my shortcut that says total silence in church, right. that's my problem. Yeah. Is I've had to quickly hit that mm-hmm. to turn yeah. it off in church. But then what I've found out over the years is that if you have sound on, if you still have sound um, showing in your sound meter yeah. inside, yeah. unless you swipe that all the way down, you yeah. still get sound. So, it'll like silence rings and stuff but like yeah. if you're playing a video or something that'll still go through right. and yeah. you can program a shortcut to set your volume to zero that's in fact I, I gotta learn shortcuts i have a shortcut that runs when i turn on my podcasting mode that one of the things it does is it sets my airpods volumes to zero so that even if they wake and start doing things they won't disrupt things mm-hmm. right they're, they're just running in the background so that's a you know, so you could set up a shortcut that allows you to, to to do that, or you could just leave it to be mute silent. I mean, my wife, her phone is always on mute silent. She never turns it off mute silent. So um, that's you know, for her. That button would be useful. I like the idea of maybe even using it for a camera. You know, just like yeah. turn on the camera, use it for a shutter button. Well, and it's and it's at the right like. it's at the right position for a shutter button. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I want a shutter button so badly. Because <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. Deny, I, 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 I was pretty sure if you push the volume up button when you're taking a picture, it's also a shutter button. Yeah. Right now. Yes. But this not would just always. be a little bit more convenient because I always forget about it and it's it's not quite as intuitive. But even just to open the camera app, like just as a yeah. like quick way to open mm. the camera app, that would be great. Yep. Yep. The only thing I worry about is this like pocket activation. I just want to make sure that 
Well, I thought I thought they said somewhere that you have to like push and hold it and there's like haptic feedback that that tells you if you, okay. you know, so I don't think it's just a quick press. It's a like push and hold and then it does whatever. And probably needs capacitive like it needs a like flesh to touch it. Conductive, you know, mm. like it's mm. like the touch screen, you know, that would be. Yeah. Good. Um, what else? Uh, I, I guess I kind of went past the titanium real quick, but I like the idea of lighter um stronger yeah. that's that's a really nice idea um yep. they you know there's a new a17 pro chip with some parts are one atom wide or something i mean it's like how much smaller can they make things <laughs> um lots of talk of mobile gaming which was a little surprising just yeah. lots of including the first time assassin's creed is coming first to a non-console uh platform yeah, the other ones that caught my attention was um, they showed uh, the the Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil Four games yeah. as playable on the iPhones coming the iPhone 15 Pro later this year, which is those are those are graphic intensive games, right? Kind of amazing, and it's it's amazing. I don't, I, I th- this is this is kind of more my my realm because I love console gaming, but I just I, I think Apple's still trying to get into the to the gaming market and. Beyond like, <laughs> I know this might sound kind of cheesy, but beyond like Angry Birds and like some of those kind of games, I I don't th- I don't I don't think I'm gonna go for like those kind of games on the iPhone. I I want it on a console on a big TV, and I think well, it's it's awesome the the capacity for it. But I just I don't think they're gonna take off I wonder as, if you can as do much the, as they want. The tethering mode that they talked about, where you tether to your Mac for photos, whether you could do that with. This because I, I mean you could you could maybe this. stream it to the to the to an Apple TV but yeah but if you're gonna do that you could just I don't know get an Xbox Series X or PS5 well, you could uh, spend the money on that that's the thing is like that. true otherwise true, it's true built into your phone like I I do that with the Switch and I do it with the Steam Deck I stream them to the TV because uh, yep. their screens are small and I'm old and so <laughs> I want to see it on the big in glory <laughs> on the big TV. Uh, so they're already doing it. So I, I like the idea, but yeah, I, it just is interesting to me. And it makes me wonder if this stuff, you know, this is essentially a, a, an Apple Silicon chip inside this. This is the M3 probably. Is this also mean we might get Assassin's Creed on the Mac? Or, you know, if they could if they could put it on the iOS device, how hard would it be to also yeah. put it on the Mac with an M3 well, chip? Well, and... and uh, Surely not hard because they have done it before. I mean, I remember playing Star Wars Knights of, the, Knights of the Republic on an iPad. Yeah. And then even that was on the the Mac as well. And that was, of course, you know, it's a 10, ten, some, ten plus year yeah. old game. So the graphics aren't aren't as <laughs> intense as what they need nowadays. But I mean, surely. Yeah. But I, I know it's also incredibly difficult for I know the consoles to, to get them to work on all the different consoles. I mean, there's a ton of. But work that, that has to be done to get yeah to make those work. That was the big thing they talked about at WWDC, though, was the uh, making it easy to port uh, Xbox games. So mm. um, we're boring Joanne, so let's move on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joanne would like to at least interject one thing. Sure, sure. As one who is not a gamer, but as one who watches a lot of TV on her phone, yeah. At times, if this type of technology is going to make it brighter mm. and not as laggy, stuff like that, I'm in. Yeah. Because you don't know how much TV I watch when I'm waiting for stuff. Right. Yep. And, right. and you know, so to me, that's what I'm looking for. Games, it's just not my jam. Yep. Yep. 
But uh, I like the, the the TV. A lot of a lot of TV is watched on phones more than people uh, suspect. Perhaps um, we have one TV in my house, and when the kids are watching their thing, I'll watch something on my laptop or on my phone or my iPad in the other room. You know, just because. So yeah, that's that's a big point. Uh, the camera is the huge uh, thing this year. I think well, one of them anyway. Uh, big improvements to. The zoom, the optical zoom. Now that's got five X optical zoom, which is huge. That's you know, it used to be just two uh, X optical before. I think it was, and uh, I, I can open up my phone and tell you, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was just oh three. I think it was three X was the uh, optical, and then um, they give you longer focal lengths, faster lenses, uh, better low light performance. So all of these things all combine together to mean that you can take some really amazing photos. One of the things, the downfalls of the uh, of the of the camera has been just taking photos of something that's far away. It's really hard to get a clear photo of anything that's mm-hmm. more than 10, 15 feet away that's smallish, like a bird. If a bird is more than 10 or 15 feet away, it's a blob when you take the picture. So um I like, you know, what's that in this? What's that in the tree? What kind of bird is that? You know, forget about it. I got to get the binoculars. The camera's not going to do it. So I love the idea of getting longer lenses. Um, The Pro Max has the um, the new it wasn't a telescope lens like or periscope lens like a lot of people were uh, talking. But there's this new tetra prism thing where they bounce the light around inside a prism to increase the focal length, which I think is really cool. Um, (laughs) That that did look cool. Yeah. But uh so the the Pro Max, that's probably what drives me to the Pro Max um, in this time around because mm. that improvement. It's always the camera thing that gets me. And whenever the last year, the Pro Max and the Pro had the same camera. So I just got the Pro, the, not last year, but two years ago. So I just got the Pro. But this year, the uh, Pro Max has the better you don't, camera. You don't think the screen will be too big for you? I've and had I, a Max I mean, before, so it didn't bother me. Okay. Um, I, I know for me, every yeah. time I pick up my mom's, it's just too unwieldy. I like the, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't want a bigger screen than the, than the pro. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, you know, it fits in my pocket comfortably and Thank I don't. Thank you. I have dad cargo <laughs> shorts. So all the time. So it doesn't. Yeah. Bother <laughs> I'll, I'll probably never get the pro max because I don't want that. It's just, it's just too big. Yeah. If you know, even though I need it for my eyes, I, adjust i adjust text Mm -hmm. i do all of that but one thing that the pro mac this pro um 15 really i my ears perked up was being able to offload video did you hear that tethered tethered yes Yes. using a usb3 cable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because normally i don't I, I I mean I've got 128 in here mm-hmm. and I've only used half of it. But when I am doing videos for work, all of a sudden it fills up, so I've got to get rid of them quickly. Right. If I can do this without having to do that, that would be that's a game changer for me. Right. So there's two things. One is you can like pros have been able to do this with SLRs for ages. They're in a studio. They connect their 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 computer to the cam- the big SLR camera. And when they take a photo, it goes right down into say Adobe Lightroom on the, on the computer and it shows up right there on screen. They can look at it in a nice big screen instead of the little tiny back of the camera. Now you can do this with an iPhone where you can take shots tethered or video tethered. And it's all and it. Mm-hmm. It's the Mac in this case, that's just sucking down the, that stuff and you're not having to leave it on the, on the phone. Uh, so that's great. And, but it's also because it has the, um, 
the, the iPhone Pro it has the USB-C uh, port. Mm-hmm. The letters and numbers mean different things. And when you're talking about USB-C, C is the shape. Letters are the shape. Three is the speed. So the USB-2 speeds is what the regular iPhone 15 has. USB-3 speeds is what the iPhone 15 Pro has. And so you'll get much higher speeds that way. Um, so, and I love that idea of the tethered capture. You can attach an external drive to it. You can also charge your watch or your AirPods mm. from the phone, which is like kind of goes back to my thing about it's a pain in the neck to charge the um, the watch when I'm out. If I can put the phone on a MagSafe charger and then attach the watch to the phone, and if they'll both charge, that's something that makes my life easier. So I'm I'm looking to try that out. I'll see see how that goes. Um, the other thing is, is because of it's got three cameras. This is something I predicted when they announced the the Vision Pro. I said the next the iPhone 15 mm. will be able to record yep. 3D video for the Pro Vision Pro because that's how else are we going to record our stuff for the tease it and that's what they do <laughs> with an iPhone 15 Pro. You can record uh, spatial video or 3D video, so which looks cool. I it's going to take me a decade before the Vision Pro is is affordable though. <laughs> yeah, the first one is 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 super expensive. It'll be a, a version two. They call it the Vision Pro. I mean. Does that kind of imply a vision that's non-pro at some point? Right. Maybe? So I hope. I agree. It's too expensive. Yeah. To know. They did say the, yeah. early spring, early early next yeah, year. They, yeah, they, they said they were on tr- on track for for twenty twenty four. Yeah, early. So yeah. could be mm-hmm. first. You know, the first three months even. Uh, the pricing. So there was a lot of talk that the pros were going to be more expensive. It turns out that yes and no. The regular Pro is the same price, starts at. The Pro Max starts at the same price as it did last year, but the higher uh, storage options will be more expensive. But to be honest, ever since we've got these the Pros, I've never used more than half. I always get the low-end yeah. storage, and I never use more than half of my storage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, same especially with, with cloud storage. Like, exactly. You know, I my my biggest thing is music and videos, and well, music more than anything, or fo- or photos. But with it all on the cloud, you just yeah store it there and download mm-hmm. as you need or stream as you need. And speaking of cloud storage, they've increased the amount of yes. space that you can buy from them that they will allow you to give them money for more up to twelve terabytes of cloud storage. It's uh-huh. just amazing. Don't need that. No, but no. this is but this is what gets me about pricing. I am no longer listening to anyone until we get to these these um, announcements right. about pricing because I ended up buying last year a thir- I had an eleven. I ended up buying a thirteen pro because they said the fourteens are going up in price. So I said, all right. It was July. I said I'll buy a thirteen. Bought the thirteen. Fourteen comes out with the dynamic island. I'm kicking myself right. at that point. Okay, now this year they're saying price is going to go up. Price is going to go up. I said I'm not. I'm waiting. No. It didn't go up again, so I'm like, that's it. So now I have to, you know, I'm going to end up getting a 15 Pro probably. Yeah. Because and I really don't need to, but now it's where the phone is where I need it to be. You know, yep. with the with the always on, and and that's the thing about the Pro. That's the only one with the always on. Right. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before and, we started. Yeah. Yep, and as and I like that feature in, in seventeen where you have it on on your nightstand. Yeah. Yep. So, 
Yeah, so never listening to pundits again. <laughs> Just listen to me. I would have told you, don't buy it. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> the other thing to mention about price, uh, I know that... Um, because I, I, st- I, I wasn't going to get one. I, I, I can't pull the trigger this year. I think I can get one. But I, I went and started looking at like, you know, how much my trade in value is and all that, all mm-hmm. of that. There are some, some, I mean, I, my 14 pro, I think is worth like, you know, $570, which is not as much as I was hoping it would be worth. I was, you know, really mm-hmm. hoping for a bit more. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some like AT&T and and um, T-Mobile and Verizon offer like these additional, like you can get up to a thousand dollars in trade in value. But I was, I was like, Oh, that sounds great. And then you look at it and it's like, you gotta, you gotta finance with them and you have to <laughs> like for, for Verizon, I had to actually like go to a more expensive plan in order to get the more money. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's actually not worth it in the long run. So more, more, I throw that out there as sort of a, a caution as you're, as you're looking at maybe trading in your phone, um, be aware of the, the, the offers that are coming your way. Some of them are, 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 are decent, like just the standard trade in value, but some of them they're going to get you with, with you know, three years of just a little bit of money each month. And it's going to come out to more than, more than you, more than you want. Yeah. If you have an Apple card, you can do the same thing, spread it out over two years. Zero interest with zero interest. It's a free loan. Yeah. Basically, there's no reason that appeals to me. Right. With that, with, with Apple's zero percent interest loan, there's no reason to pay up front, <laughs> frankly, because it's free money. Like they, they, they're it, why give them the money, all the money now. You're not going to pay more by giving it to them over time. So just give it to them over time. They also have an Apple upgrade program where you're you're paying the equivalent of over two years, but you can get a new phone every year in the program. It's slightly more than just buying the phone and paying over two years. You know, but you know, there's uh, those options there. For me, I'm going to get the 15 Pro Max in blue uh, this year. That's uh, it's it's an upgrade year for me. I I generally upgrade every two years. That's been my my pattern, and I will hand That's off been my cycle. Yeah, I'll hand off my 13 to my daughter who doesn't have a phone yet. So that was that's been established. She she's 15. She needs a phone because she's doing scouts and being out and doing things and needs to contact us and pay phones don't exist anymore. That's one of the things people say about like, Oh, why do teens need phones? We didn't have to phones when we were kids. Pay phones were everywhere. <laughs> there were no pay phones anymore. Yeah. So, so they need it. Um, all right. And I think, was there anything else? There was the, Oh, there was just the environmental stuff. Like I said, I think it's great that they're going carbon neutral, that they're, you know, um, not you know, that they're trying to balance out their effect on the environment. There are a lot of phones out there and they use a lot of lithium and cobalt and titanium. And we've seen the stories about the horrible conditions that people mining and refining cobalt in the third world and, you know, and in China that they suffer under to provide these materials to us. There's an, enough of it out there in already existing electronics that we don't need to continue to mine at the rate we do. So maybe we should, um, recycle more than we do in Apple. I think it's great that they are may have made this a va- a, a corporate value of theirs. So uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how you guys feel about that stuff. I know some people don't care about the environmental stuff. They think it's overblown or it's just virtue signaling, but I, I like the, the, the stuff. I think in general, as long as we can do what we can to, to protect the environment, we should, I, I don't get kind of caught up in the, the craze or anything, but yep. I mean, we should be good stewards of, of, 
of our of our home and our home is the earth. So I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. And if it if it helps the dignity of others too as well, I mean mm-hmm. that's even yep. even more important. So I think that's, yep. that's absolutely. Ditto. Excellent. All right. So that is uh the Apple iPhone announcements and there probably will be more announcements in October. I think I've heard that there's going to probably be like some iPad or Mac announcements in October. So we can look forward to that. So before we move on to our headlines, I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Mary B, Charles W, Albert A, Scott H, and Dan F. Their generous donations at sqpn.com give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest and you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So uh, let's talk about some headlines. Our first headline, <laughs> this is like the, 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 Joanne, you shared this one uh, from CNN. Oh, yeah. AI technology lets you talk to Jesus or Satan. What do they say? <laughs> so now let's if just be- anybody believes this number one <laughs> right they're it's, out yeah. of their blooming mind and for entertainment purposes only like you don't need a ai to talk to jesus and you really don't want to talk to the devil we have we have the bible <laughs> yeah. yeah hello thank you <laughs> so the, you know some some of it is for amusement um there's a little bit it feels a little bit blasphemous it also feels a little um it mistreatment of people's religious like if you ask so this one called text with jesus you can talk to jesus or if you pay a little extra you can also talk to john the baptist the 12 apostles mary um and i don't know why you you would but okay um but if you ask them about important things that are maybe somewhat controversial like say abortion you know you, you get like jesus or mary telling you well we want to respect everybody's beliefs you know the sort of right. thing that that's not what Jesus would say. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it, it was a little, I don't know. It, it just seems like a bad idea. One of these other AIs, the guy said, well, what the, the purpose behind it was so that, um, how, I'm trying to find, um, it, it's a biblical companion. Uh, it, you can provide it. Let's see. Um, our format is to be conversational and uplifting, stick to the Bible and not go outside biblical teachings to avoid ad- adding any agenda. And I'm like, hmm, that's okay. Sola Scriptura. So that's fine. I suppose if you're a Protestant, but interpretation of the scripture, even Protestants have different interpretations. So right. like, what are you getting out of this? Like you can't just, the Bible is already translated into English from a different language, different languages. Uh, And translation is imperfect to begin with. And we don't all have one Bible. It's 5,000 manuscripts whole in pieces over 2000 years that we've used to compile into a generally accepted Bible. I don't know. It just seems like a bad idea to try to do this. But what do you think? Can we keep remembering that AI chatbots are programmed by people? (laughs) Right. Okay. You know, this isn't Star Trek. This isn't Star Wars. They're not doing their own thing. Jesus would. Oh, okay, I, I could hear some of my more leaning friends to one's right, one side of the world, saying, "But you know, we can find Jesus in everything." Okay, not in a chatbot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, and then they're charging right. money for this. 
So it's like I, I deal with folks, and I, I know Father probably does too, with folks who are really searching. And mm-hmm. you don't want somebody to say, well, I got this chat bot that says, you know, I can chat with Jesus. Oh. Please, <laughs> well, no. Well, I was, I was even listening to take that a step farther. I mean, I've, I was listening to a podcast where um, someone was talking about, they, I mean, they had a relationship with an AI chat box. Yeah. Because oh, they could Lord. share, like, their their deepest feelings and have what, I mean, what comes across as a as a supportive listening kind of entity and and i mean someone like that is clearly searching for genuine connection and relationship Mm. and not but an ai can't can't provide that and neither can an ai jesus chatbot right and the the people behind these different chatbots they they say oh we're trying to create a non-judgmental space to get bible-based answers without human bias and i'm like or human compassion human mm-hmm. feeling you know it's and non-judgmental i mean i get people sometimes people they have an initial i just am curious they want they want to be able to ask a question without it being interpreted being uh, interpreted as hey invite them to the rca because they asked a question about the church right. you know with non no pressure just i just want to ask a question uh without the, the the heavy sales pitch and i get that and there may be a room for that sort of thing in a non-personality based ai without it pretending to be jesus or mary the apostles but this but we just, already yeah we already have i think some great resources out there already that are not AI based, that are human based. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna go down the you know spe- specifically Catholic. I'm thinking like Catholic Answers, and mm-hmm. and I think there's right. another website, and I and I'm blanking on the name of it. They're loosely connected with Catholic Answers, but it's like you can email them questions and an and a um, anonymous uh, an apologist, yeah, yeah, anonymously, and an apologist will respond. You know, so you don't even have to call into a radio show. I mean, like there, and that's a non-judgmental sort of way to to mm-hmm. get answers without being, yeah, pressured to to show up to RCIA and the, yeah, the chatbots. I think they can be fun as long as I mean, I, I I think the Jesus thing you should just avoid avoid that. <laughs> Stick to you know, yeah, create a create a chatbot of of Luke Skywalker, and that would be that would be fun to. <laughs> But it's inherently, you know, it's fictional. I probably wouldn't have had a problem with this if it was a chatbot apologist. Right. Like, even if it was a chatbot Jimmy Akin. Okay? <laughs> sure. AI All Jimmy. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, if, if, but when you, when you put Jesus on it, when you put Satan on it, when you put Mary on it, all right, you're already personalizing it some yep. way. And I think that's deceptive and I think it's wrong. I think Satan is even worse because yes. it's it's giving you this idea of communicating with mm-hmm. Satan. Mm-hmm. You should never uh-huh. communicate with Satan. No. You should reject him. He's the father of lies. He will always work to deceive you, even mm-hmm. using other forms. So just no, yep. don't even go there. But, don't yeah, just, open the door. Don't Do open, not the door. open the door. Yep. Yep. So our next headline, also from CNN, uh, this is a little more down to earth, shall we say? The, uh, the airline said her bag was lost, but her tracker said otherwise, so she flew to get it. And this is the story of a mom, a uh, lacrosse mom. She and her daughter had traveled from Denver to Baltimore for a lacrosse tournament. They checked one bag that contained $2,000 worth of lacrosse equipment. You know, good 
sports equipment can be expensive. And so she put an air tag in it to track it on its way. When they got to Denver, the bag wasn't there. They, they connected through Chicago. So she tracked, she called United Airlines because of course it's United. Uh, the, uh, they, they said, oh, it's, you know, it got lost. It's in Chicago. It'll show up later. Um, call back. It didn't, didn't show up. Oh, it never left Baltimore. Oh, we don't know where it is. And then she's like, I'm looking at it right now. It is in baggage claim. It has moved 50 feet to the other side of baggage claim in Chicago. Can you just call Chicago? No, we're not allowed to do that. And just there's a whole comedy of errors until finally she used her miles hopped a plane from Denver to Chicago, grabbed the bag, and then flew home the same day. Uh, it, it just it just seems ridiculous. But this is going to be happening more and more as people put more and more trackers on things. The, and companies are going to need to catch up, and they're going to need to get smart about this. Um, it makes you wonder how how often people's bags that have disappeared forever were always sitting right there all along. Um, so what do you think of this one? <laughs> I'm glad she was persistent. <laughs> right. You know, because and, and showing them up because mm-hmm. that's why people are putting tags in bags because this keeps happening and happening. And yes, there is human error. But when you're saying to them, I've got it right here, the ba- the tag and the bag are here and they're still not going to find it. Right. They're telling you they're says, not allowed you know, to call. <laughs> that is so full of you know what. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to force airlines in general to step up their game and they need to, frankly. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, we can do a better job of tracking than, than they can on, on these things. What was it like eight or nine years ago? There was the United Destroys Guitars. It was the, the musician uh, <laughs> who had his. I just showed my brother that song, United Breaks Guitars. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, he he was flying. He had this very expensive custom-made guitar. He wanted to carry oh. it on. They wouldn't let him. Made him check it, and he's looking out the window at the baggage handlers destroying his guitar, like watching yep. them do it, yep. and then they yep. wouldn't compensate him. So he made the song, so which became song. a hit, yes. and then they compensated him for it. <laughs> right. It's on iTunes, or just you just Google it. It's it's a really catchy song, too. It is. <laughs> he's a talented musician. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting when uh, the new AirTags come out with a new UWB chip, maybe the uh, to see you can track your lost bag even more. <laughs> now, see, there's got to be a business here for these airlines that would be able to use another device that could find these tagged items. Yeah. There's a business there somewhere. Well, there's a business for Apple to work with airlines. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. to, like they work with AAA on the roadside assistance. Maybe they can come up with a feature that says, uh, we'll work with airlines to track your bags or something. Yeah. I'm not sure airlines really mm-hmm. want to admit that they lose things. So I'm not sure that they would actually do it, but um, it would be, it would, that would be an interesting business. Yeah. I mean, on, on, on the flip side too, though, like I've, I've had fairly well, thankfully um, experiences and with United and, and in fact, the United app, does does a really good job but i mean they in terms of even tracking your bag it'll it'll tell you you know it was checked in it was loaded onto this plane it was you know arrived in denver and loaded onto this plane but that's because they keep that's that's when they scan your the the mm-hmm. barcode on your it's not it's not a tracking like apple air tag tracking right. it's because it's scanned through a particular checkpoint and part of the problem in this case was the baggage the 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 check-in agent 
put the wrong late tags on the wrong bags. Right. He switched tags. So it was a Chicago passenger's bag that tag that got on the Denver bag. And that's why it got pulled right. off and nobody claimed it. And then they couldn't find it because it had the well, wrong Well, then their computer it. systems, you know, yeah, it's, it's her, her, her barcode, you know, vanished basically. But yeah, exactly. So, and then our third story is uh, the Pope warns of AI risks. So violence and discrimination does not take root. So this was uh, Pope Francis's, Statement for the World Day of Peace 2024. The World Day of Peace is January 1st, the Feast of Mary, Mother of God, every year, uh, which is appropriate. And um, he they usually issue these statements ahead of time so that people can, I don't know, plan parties with around them. I don't know why, why they use them so early, <laughs> but they do. Uh, so it's called the statement is uh, titled Artificial Intelligence and Peace. And the, uh, the statement is a Pretty balanced. Um, in fact, uh, Ars Technica, where I saw this article, and uh, the commenters actually praised the Pope for how balanced he was. You know, it wasn't just AI is bad. It's AI can be bad. It can be good. It is a tool. And we have to ensure that these tools are used for the benefit of everyone, but especially those who are most vulnerable and at risk. And I, I think it's yeah. a... It's it's in some Vatican speakish, you know. It's it's it reads sort of like a what exactly is he saying? Sometimes you know, sometimes like the translations are kind of thickly written, but um, but it basically says uh, AIs have disruptive possibilities and ambivalent effects. We need to be vigilant and work so that a logic of violence and discrimination does not take root in the production and use of such devices at the expense of the most fragile and excluded. And because he says injustice and inequalities fuel conflicts and antagonisms. And that really applies to all technology, not just AI. Um, you know, we, we have all of these amazing technologies, but there are people who get left behind who don't have access to them and such inequities and inequalities in access to these things can sometimes lead to conflict. And we have to be aware of that and try to avoid that. So, uh, what do you all think of this statement? I think he read the first article. <laughs> text with Jesus. <laughs> Wonder what no, Pope no, Francis I, thinks of text with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think he has some very smart Jesuit Jesuits around him who are into technology, mm -hmm. and I think they are advising him well to get on top of the topic. Instead of, you know, we're trying to do that here with our Congress, but I won't go there. But at least he has folks who are advising him and he has his, you know, he's had his mantra about peace and, and, and you know, working for the vul most vulnerable and, and the poor and the whole thing. So he's putting it all together. He's probably seeing this as something that is going to be very concerning coming down the road. Right. So I mm -hmm. getting out in front of something like that is better than waiting until, you know, you have to deal with it. So I, I applaud him for getting it out there for the for January 1st, although probably no one will read a January 1st because we all celebrate January 1st very differently. <laughs> <Right>. So. <laughs> but it's also I mean, it's also good that I mean, he we, we sort of need to recognize like it's a tool and and that like tools can be used for good, but they can also be used uh, for nefarious reasons and, and be harmful. And so, I mean, with any tool, whether it's AI or even just technology in general, I mean, we always want to use them for the betterment of, of the human person and, and, uh, 
and and you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, there's mm. there's there's good uses here too, but yep. you just yeah, you have to be you have to be careful and prudent uh, when using these these technologies. I keep getting the sense that people think AI is going to control us. It's like we have no control over it. It's we like, have too many science science fiction movies see, out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, because it's really cramping people's you know reaction to this. They they we are the ones who are in control of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they just don't get that. Right, right. That's true. Um, all right, so those are our headlines. Let's move on to our picks of the week. And uh, Joanne, you're up first. What is your pick this week? Well, something you'd probably never think I would pick, but (laughs) this one comes from my husband, who is not as a gadgety person as I am, but he has a car that did not come with a spare tire in it. Mm -hmm. So he had to figure out how he was going to deal with things. So he bought this little inflator gadget. And I never paid much mind to it until last week when my tires started to deflate or, or my, my warning light came on. And out he comes with this little fan, Fantic X8 tire inflator. I would say it's about maybe a foot, foot and a half big. And he charged it up a while ago and he just went, put it into my tire stem and pushed a couple of buttons and there it went. All four tires. Hmm. Without and only drained about, I'd say, 40, 45 percent of its battery charge, Hmm. which now said, I want one of those for Christmas because (laughs) I'm the gadget queen. Uh, It works really, really well. This company, um, I don't know much about them, but he hears he does a lot of car. um, He's into the YouTube car people. So people with car restoration, car um repair and stuff so it's the fantic x8 apex tire inflator it runs about 120 dollars but again with a lot of cars starting not to come with a spare tire or a donut if you've just got something quick that you need to inflate this is probably going to do it for you and the charge he said was he charged about maybe six seven months ago and it was still a full charge and it's been in his hot car yeah all summer so so it charges charges via usb-c just nice and mm-hmm. it's nice to see yes, no more does. usb mini um it also has a usb a output port so you can use it as a power bank in a, in a mm-hmm. pinch you can if you need to charge your phone say uh so that's good um yeah that's really cool i like it uh, i think i think it's good to keep in your car and forget about it it's that insurance policy you know that you're buying you until mm-hmm. you need it, yep. it's just there. And honestly, a a regular tire that's inflated and slowly leaking, I feel like is safer than a donut, honestly. For one thing, exactly. you're not on the side of the road trying to change a tire. You're just inflating it. Changing a tire can be a dangerous uh, activity. But also um, getting, you know, on a slightly and a slowly deflating tire, getting to a service station or a home if it's close Donuts are not safe to drive on for very long. They're just for emergencies, and you can't drive on them on them over fifty miles an hour. You just really shouldn't. So uh, this is great. Uh, it's a well spent one hundred twenty dollars. I, cool. I was impressed with it. So all right, uh, Father, what uh, is your pick this week? 
Well, my pick this week is going to make me sound like a <laughs> advertisement for the iPhone 15. Uh, but my pick is the I, I've already picked the Dynamic Island before, but this one I'm I'm more specifically focusing on the Dynamic Island with. I'm going to say the United app, but I imagine other airlines are doing the same thing, but I've experienced it with the United app. So the, the idea um, of course being is that, you know, I've, I fly actually <laughs> being in grad school in DC, I've been flying like way more than I ever have in the last you know decade. And so when you, especially with, with United, because they fly to a uh, small town, Wyoming, but if you have the United app and you're, you know, using that along with the, the dynamic island feature of, of the new phones, it's really helpful because, in fact, they, you, they showed it on the, the keynote presentation, too, very, very briefly. But it works amazingly well in that it'll, it'll sort of it'll always be displayed in the dynamic island, your gate number, and then like how much time you have left before boarding and then um, once you're kind of in the air, it'll it'll count down for, you know, supposedly what it what it thinks is your your land time. And then it'll show you, you know, your next gate if you have a connecting flight. And then especially when you got to get to your <laughs> to the luggage claim, it'll tell you the, the, the baggage claim uh, ter- uh, number mm-hmm. of the carousel. So it's just it's it works fantastically well. You can be using other apps and it'll still be at just the top of your screen so you can see, you know, all the information and how much time you have left. And it's it's just super, super convenient, especially for those that that fly quite a bit. And um, I was kind of knocked off my feet at how convenient it was and and um and how helpful it was because often like if you're landing at an airport, they'll often announce over the loudspeaker, like what baggage claim number you need to go to. But if you're listening to music or you're watching a video on your phone, you often miss those announcements and that the app will just tell you right there in the dynamic Island. So, um, it, it's, it's fantastic. Really looking forward to the dynamic Island. Uh, when I get my new phone. Yeah. That's one of the things. So excellent. So my pick this week uh, is so it, a lot of people may have seen pop sockets. These are the iPhone grip. They kind of go, they either stick to the back of your phone or they have MagSafe ones where they magnetically attach to the back of a MagSafe phone and they fold down and then pop out and you put your hand in it. It gives you just an extra bit of grip on a phone, especially when you have a big phone like a Max, for instance, or a Plus. Uh, mm. And I've had pop sockets before. But there's a new company called Osnap that makes an ultra thin version of this. And it is so thin that, in fact, you can use it with MagSafe without taking it off your phone. So I because I had a pop socket MagSafe that I used to have to take off my phone every time I wanted to charge it, which is a pain in the neck. And then you lose the pop socket. Where'd it go? This stays on there and it works really well. I have it on my phone right now and it's on a MagSafe stand, an anchor MagSafe stand on my desk and it's charging. And it's very low profile and then it pops out and it looks like it could be flimsy. Like it's got these little thin accordion plastic things that attach it. But honestly, I've had it on there for a long time now and it is safe and it rotates to any orientation so you can hold it. And um, yeah, I, I love it. One caveat, though, is I have the same MagSafe adapter in both cars like charger and uh, we have we have a van and a, and a sedan and on the one in the van it works perfectly fine I snap it on there it charges 
but on the same one from Anchor that's in the in the uh, other car, it it connects and disconnects, connects and disconnects. I don't know. There's something different about it. So with that one, I always end up having to put a cable in it, like I was seeing before. Um, hopefully that'll be a little. It'll be different on the new phone, um, but we'll see. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, the O Snap Snap Three Pro, and uh, so I'll definitely recommend it. So that does it for this time. Uh, we would love to hear. Well, before we go, I want to take. Wait, I already did that. I already thanked our patrons, but thank you again, patrons. Um, you probably hear some noise in the background. If you don't, that's great. But if you do, I apologize. Something. I think. Uh, I think we're getting an oil delivery. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> so it's distracting me. But in any case. We would love to hear what you think of any part of our discussion. Are you getting a new iPhone? What are you getting and why? We'd love to hear from you. Let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media or send an email to technology at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord where Joanne will be doing an Ask Me Anything this weekend if you're listening to this uh, on the 14th or 15th. So be sure to come by and ask Joanne a question. You know, like, why, is she, why isn't she getting an iPhone 15 Pro Max? You can find <laughs> links around discussion and picks of the week on our show notes on starquest.fm slash TEC226. We would really appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from and write a review and give us a five-star rating and share the podcast with your friends. We'd like to thank you all for listening. And until next time, Joanne Mercier, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thanks, Tom. Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you as well. Absolutely. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest. Quest.